Welcome to Centerpoint, a podcast series from Center College, where important conversations take place. This newest addition to the series includes oral history interviews with World War II veterans conducted by Assistant Professor of History Sarah Eggie and her students at Center College. Each interview is divided into three parts and introduced by Dr. Eggie. Join us now for part one of episode two, which features Albert Wess, a member of the Red Ball Express, the unit that ran supplies in Europe for General Patton. He is interviewed by Adil Ahmed. It is a privilege to share stories of World War II veterans on the Centerpoint podcast. This interview is with Albert West. You will hear his interview in three episodes. Mr. West is African American, and he faced discrimination while serving in the Army. Some of the details he shares may be difficult to hear. In episode one, Mr. West discusses his childhood and the challenges he faced. As an African American, growing up in the 1930s was difficult. His options for employment were limited. At age 20, he was drafted into the Army, and he served in Europe during the Battle of the Bulge. He was part of a truck convoy unit called the Red Ball Express, which sent supplies to the front lines. It was an extremely dangerous but crucially important task. I was born uh, in Lexington, Kentucky, the 16th of April, 1923. See, now, now uh, uh, I, I got a twin sister, and her name, my name is Albert, and hers is Alberta. <laughs> now, now uh, uh, when we were nine years old, we lost our parents. We lost our parents, and so I've been there. Uh, so my father sent my sister to Lexington, and my two older brothers went to the CC camp, and I was by myself. <laughs> and then after that, then he died. Then, then there I was. And I've been, wow. I've been hitting it ever since. Yeah. Um, if I may ask, how did your um, parents pass away? Pardon? If I may ask, how did your parents pass away? My, my mother had. Uh, it was amazing. My mother had heart trouble, <laughs> and she knew that she wasn't going to live very long. So she went over to the next door neighbor to see if the next door neighbor would take Albert and ask her because she knew she wasn't going to live very long. Mm -hmm. She died in 1932. Mm -hmm. And then my father, I think he must have had what they call this uh, uh, deterioration of the long part of the bone. What Mm -hmm. What do they call that? I'm not sure. And, and, <laughs> but, and anyway, whatever it is, it just went up in his system. Well, I guess he must have been about 80 when he died. Mm-hmm. Um. So what was your upbringing like after the fact? Pardon? What was your upbringing like after your parents passed away? Well, uh, uh, I moved around on my own. Uh, uh, I'd head north Middletown. Mm-hmm. And uh, well, see, now my father owned a whole lot of property. See, but now when when he died, we lost every bit of it. We didn't have no people just didn't have no education at that time. Mm-hmm. And uh, by the time we woke up, everything was gone. Mm-hmm. So I I mowed yards and I just done different things. A lot of people don't believe I went down in a. I got so cold one night. I stayed in a building, didn't have no fire at all. Mm-hmm. Shit, nothing. 
And I got so hungry, I went down in a woman's yard and stole one of her chickens to get me some supper. All right. You ever heard of that before? No. <laughs> but uh, I mowed yards and worked for people and cleaned windows and <laughs> just done everything. Why I didn't put my age up and go to the Army, I don't know. <laughs> but uh, it, it just never dawned on me to put my age up and get out of here because there wasn't nothing, with no jobs or anything like that. So, mm -hmm. Did you ever attend school? Uh, yeah, I went to uh, Western High School over here, mm -hmm. and, and I got uh, three girls, three ladies now that was in my class. Mm -hmm. And the three ladies and myself are the final four of the class of 1941 in Western High School. Oh, wow. And if I can get the picture of this other lady, I want to get them together <laughs> and make a picture of it and send it to each one of them. But all four of us right now still living, see? Now, oh. one lady, Miss Georgia January, she's in the nursing home. <laughs> and, and another other classmate is in Ypsilanti Mission. So so <laughs> we we just, uh, everything. Yeah. Just come over, <laughs> but what I did, I went to I went to Western and uh, I went to school one day. In the in the twelfth grade, mm -hmm. and what I, what the fella done, the white fella told me, said the uh, said I tell you what I'll do, said I'll fix a place in my basement for you to stay. I'll give you your meals, and I'll let you go to school and give you a dollar a week. Hmm. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, during, during that time, so after I uh, went to school, 12th grade, I went to school or one day, and he told me, said, Albert said, I can't let you go to school this year. I don't know why. But see, then a lot of people didn't want to see blacks fin actually finishing school and getting an education like children are getting now, see. Mm -hmm. So... Uh, after I, after I come out of school, I stayed there about, about another two or three months. And I, uh, uh, my mother used to be a pianist in the Christian church out in North Middletown. And this lady that had been in her choir, she moved. Her and her husband had moved to Cleveland. And uh, she got word that I was a, a, a pretty good houseboy. So she said, Albert said, said, I got a job for you. And said, do you want this job? Now, you know what this job paid? How much? $15 a week room, boy. Boy, that wow. would be, get out of touch. <laughs> but I actually, or uh, 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 for my race, it just wasn't nothing here. You know, washing dishes or, mm -hmm. or mowing yards and, mm -hmm. and different things, elevator operators and mm -hmm. cooks and different things like that. So, so when people start Getting a, or when I left here, I saw the advantage that other people had awaiting here according to this part of the country. So. But uh, then again, as I said, I, I went away from here and I stayed uh, stayed in private family in Gates, Gates Mills, uh, Ohio, until I was drafted in the Army. Mm -hmm. And uh, when I, after that, I was drafted in the service. So. Mm -hmm. How old were you when you were drafted into the Army? 20 years old. 20 years old. Um, what was your training like in the Army? Uh, 
What do you mean hard or against it? Just what was like the daily experience like? Um, where did you go for training, for instance? Well, see, I left here and went to uh, Camp Lee, Virginia. Mm -hmm. And I had uh, uh, training with, with rifles and all types of ammunition, things like on the, on the, on the rifle range and things like that. Then uh, uh, a little bit later, they sent us to, uh, they sent me to uh, autom uh, uh, auto automobile mechanic school. Mm -hmm. See, that's what I took up. But what I wanted to do, I wanted to get with the Tuskegee Airmen. Mm -hmm. You see, you remember them? Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay, but you see, at that time, see, the Air Force wasn't hiring uh, blacks to mount anything. Mm -hmm. But after I couldn't get that, then I, I uh, took up auto mechanics. And then uh, after I took up auto mechanics, I went to uh, Fort Crook, Nebraska. Mm -hmm and took up a specialist course on, on just carburetors, just, you know, before they had the fuel inject, they had the carburetor. Mm -hmm. And I took a specialist course in that, but then when I wind up going to a trucking company, I wind up in a trucking company. For mm -hmm. mm -hmm. see yeah. now, this trucking company, of course I said, we was, we was in the service. We, 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 we carried every, anything that General George Patton needed, we carried it. You see what I mean? Whatever they wanted on the front, we we take it. Gasoline, personnel, uh, any anything that the army needed. That they were safe. For instance, you got a a tank up front. See, you got ammunition and everything in there, but you ain't got no gas. <laughs> see, you you're sitting ducks. Where was this? This was in. Uh, excuse, can can I go just a minute or show you something? Mm -hmm. Sure. Mm -hmm. go ahead. And see, this oh, wow. is this is my my discharge, and uh, mm -hmm. and this is the back of it on where when Normandy Beach and everything, mm -hmm. Battle of the Bulge, and all oh. all that stuff. Oh, wow. So all all that corresponds with the everything is in. It's kind of kind of getting away from it. <laughs> you discharged on Christmas. On Christmas. Yeah. Were you discharged on Christmas? On Christmas Day. Yeah. yeah. What was that like? Oh, oh boy, <laughs> uh, I tell you, uh, see the army, see it don't rain on the army, snow on the army, you know, we, they do whatever they they have to do, see. Mm -hmm. But now that, uh, uh, what was that, this, this this Battle of the Bulge, it went from, the Battle of the Bulge went from December the 16th, mm -hmm. I believe, until January the 25th, mm -hmm. and, and January, uh, yeah. December the 16th of January the 25th. And and that that, that was one Christmas day that we didn't even know. Uh -uh. Mm -hmm. See, Christmas Christmas day didn't mean nothing. You, you in combat, it just, just, you know, mm -hmm. keeps going. So um, I actually uh, read somewhere that this, um, con this truck convoy you were part of, the Red Ball Express, it was, primarily made up of um, African-American soldiers. Yes. Is that true? Yes. Yeah. Well, uh, uh, this is this is what I don't like about it. And I'll tell you who was, was with us, uh, uh, but I didn't know it. Uh, Whitney Houston's daddy. Huh. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, Whitney Houston's father was on the Red Bar Express with her because it's seven of my friend here. And we were raised in North Middletown together. 
and we didn't know that both of us was on the Red Bull Express until about 30 years later. We, we, we in a family reunion. And he told me, he said, well, Wes, he said, I didn't know you was on the Red Bull Express. And he was, see, he was in one company, and I was in another. And I bet you we passed one another on the road 50,000 times, but you, you uh, airplanes strafing on you saying you ain't got time to see you trying to take care of number one. Mm -hmm. But now he, he was in, and both of us was raised together. Now, now he's 90, yep. and I'll be 90, 94 on my birthday. Uh -huh. But we was raised, both was raised right out to the North Midland. Huh. Yeah. So why was it called the Red Ball Express? Where does that name come from? Uh, I, I don't know. I, I think it had been one before then, but the, they wanted they wanted some way to uh, to to get us on express. They they want something. You got the ticket there. You got the ticket that they wanted. They wanted yesterday. <laughs> so, uh -huh. They ordered today, but they they wanted yesterday. Yes. But uh, uh, some way this came came along now, now on our roots on our roots and things we had M MPs and everything that couldn't nobody get on the Red Ball Highway mm -hmm. with the Red Ball Express and if you in there in a truck or something you just get off because we run a clean old car. Mm -hmm. Ever, everything was under pressure and everything was needed now. See as I say per, uh, uh, personnel gasoline uh, whatever whatever uh, airplane parts to to be we were just like bees. Oh, mm -hmm. oh, there was thousands of us, mm -hmm. thousands of trucks and different things like that. But what I didn't like about it now, now, or uh, when the Red Ball Express came out, now they made a movie, mm -hmm. and they put the white boys in there, and then wow. they turned right around and they said that the Red Ball Express was ninety nine percent black. Well, why didn't they make the Everything was. They they didn't want to. They, they they didn't want uh, uh, blacks to have no recognition. Recognition. Now, see, I don't work brother down. I told you or not, but now uh, we, we were second class citizens. Mm -hmm. See, now we went when I left here and I went to Camp Van Dorn, Mississippi, mm -hmm. and we we got down there. And they got they got a loudspeaker. And they told us, said, we don't want you breezes down here. You know what breezes means. So we don't want you breezes down here. Said the government sent you down there. And as far as we're concerned, you'd go back home. But as far as I was concerned, if I hadn't been with the government, I'd have went back home. Mm -hmm. But that's it's just the way things was. And I mean, it was actually horrid. Mm 